0: And welcome, America, to another edition of Lessons from the Front. I am your host, Todd Voting with Carry the Load. So excited to get on to, uh, to this topic. But before I do, I want to remind everybody about how this whole thing started. And it's all based on statistics. So if you stop and think about it, only 1% of America at most actively serves us in uniform. And that's by way of the military, first responders, communities, 1%. Then if you look at the National Census Bureau, it says only 24% of Americans actively volunteer. That's one out of every four Americans is serving their fellow man. Just imagine, America, if we were able to take those numbers and flip it, and now three out of every four is serving their fellow man. So we always want to get more people watching this, and we encourage more people to, uh, to get others involved. And you're going to see through today how some of that can impact other people. And so getting right into the to this show, I've got a few people with me from Carry the Load going way back, and they're part of a, an aspect of Carry the Load that not a lot of people are aware of, and it's referred to as our national relay. And the people that I have here that I'm going to introduce in just a second, I've got Dill Driscoll, Smitty's, gosh darn it, Smitty, I can't believe I'm doing this, how was that I started to say Smurls and I knew that wasn't right. So Smitty Smurls and I've got Matt Fryman with me and we're going to talk to each of them and we're going to get them all to talk to one another uh, as well. There's some unbelievable stories out there. So let's get right down to it. First off, Bill Driscoll, welcome to Lessons from the Front. How are you, my friend? Fantastic. Uh, up here in Lake Placid,
1: in New York, it's snowing. It's about six below outside right now. Um so we're up north in love and life. Um, got my hat on, which I always wear on Carrie lobe. I'm going to take it off now so I can. Oh God, you, know, I, you know what?
0: I love that hat. Every time uh, I see that hat, it just gives me goosebumps.
1: Uh, it's funny. It's a fun, But uh, no, I was going you know, to, I, I, I got a couple quick things to say. The guy, the first week of June 2011, a guy named Jack First calls me up and I'd met him through a, a, a creative session with the Boy Scouts and he said do you still have that little crummy airplane and I had a, a, a baron and he said can you fly that down here I need you to meet this guy Clint Bruce and Stephen Holly because they walked around a pond uh, that year 2011 and he wanted a national white, white rock Lake. Lake. yeah yeah right And so I showed up down there and uh, met Clint. Steven wasn't there. Met Clint at his uh, facility where he has a house. He was teaching people how to protect themselves and whatnot. And uh, I'll never forget it. Jack says, you got five minutes. I want a national event. My my background, of course, is doing global events, uh, Olympic torch relays, all sorts of crazy stuff, live earth, live eight. Debbie, Debbie told me to mention all this stuff. Oh, I, hey, you know, don't worry. You, you yeah, may gloss over. I'm just say it. I'm coming back to it. Uh, okay. So, but anyway, then that fall, Clint says, hey, does this guy Coleman Ruiz, who was a lieutenant commander, Navy SEALs, was going to retire that fall? And he said, Jack, you need to have Coleman work with Dill. And uh, that fall, Coleman's first day of you know, being retired, he shows up at my office in Atlanta, and off we go on the na- You know, the national relay. Um, so wait a minute, that was said- the day he retired. Yes, the day he retired was he the had- day you stepped off. No, no, no. The day he came. Well, we no. That was in the fall. We planned. Okay. We would step off May first, two thousand twelve, from West Point Cemetery. And we, we actually had four different routes the first year, but we uh, we didn't have the money to do them. We're now doing all of them uh, ten years later. But uh, yeah, and um, unbelievable. And then the other key <clears throat> excuse me, the other key point of that first year was Stephen and this guy Prior blackwall, shows up. It's pouring down rain in Tennessee. Middle of night. rain storm. Oh god, it was raining cats and dogs. And here comes Steven and this guy prior, uh, who had a, it, it was hilarious, and they walked that entire night. Smitty, I don't know if you were there that night when they when they showed up. Were you, were you there? Yeah, you and I were walking
2: when they showed up,
1: and yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, yeah. I'm talking it was raining as if a fire hose was
0: pouring on you, and yeah, uh, it was it was forest gump rain. I heard it, was it was. and I, and I heard that Smitty, if I if I remember this correctly, you were wearing some really cool shoes.
2: <laughs> I got so much grief for those my first year, but you know that really spoke to we didn't know what we were doing that much, and I showed up in Vibram five finger toe shoes, and man <laughs> did I pay the price in blisters.
0: Oh my gosh! Okay, so so you know, you kind of mentioned this already, Bill, and I was going to ask this in a very uh, sarcastic way, but what made you so qualified to put something like this together? Oh gosh. Well, I, I was blessed to do events
1: all over the world for 40 years. And, and in 2011, um, we were in the process of selling our company and I'd worked in about 80 countries and, uh, I really don't know. I I think God just uh, said, hey, Dill, you got one more cool thing to go do. And I never thought that for five years I would walk like Smitty. The first five years, I think I walked 600 miles a a year. And I was from from 60. I'm 70 now. So 60 to 65 years old. And we have stories. Oh, my gosh. You know, you're you're out there. you just you had a route. You know, we're very good at logistics. I wasn't a military person, but I was, I worked all over the world where I do my events. They always call me the general, and um, that's my other nickname. And, you know, it's like we get stuff done, and that's what, why I think Jack recognized that. And the next thing you know, and a, a guy named uh, uh, Doc Pershing, is the guy that knew Smitty and all these guys. He was an emergency room doctor from up there in Wisconsin. And he lined us up with the guys. And right, Smitty, off we went. And we just, uh, we, we put our heads down. We knew we had to do stuff. We knew we had to get it done. And it was, there was never a moment in our uh, first year
0: that we thought we wouldn't get there. And, was, no. and, and you're you're being very humble, okay? And so, you know, for the, for those out there that don't know you, how many Olympic torch uh, runs, if you will, have you coordinated and led? Uh, we we've done twenty
1: years worth. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you know whatever. Um, but that, that's why that I stuff, love you, Bill. That stuff is not the, carry the load is our passion. Um, it has been for the last 10 years and, um, you know, we will, uh, quite frankly, I'm, I'm hoping that when, when I drop dead, people won't go, Oh, that guy did, uh, you know, the Olympic torch relay. So you're gonna go, no, this guy did carry the load for, you know, X number, uh, hopefully a lot more years than, than now, but you know what I'm saying? I, I remember the first time I met you.
0: And I showed up, and I think it was in North Carolina, obviously the East Coast Relay. And I get there, and I heard all about it. And I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't you. <laughs> 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 and and uh, I was given all kinds of advance warning from Matt and from, from Debbie and from the likes. And then I get there, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is out of control. You had the hat on, you were just all over the place, cooking burgers for everybody. I mean, larger than life. And Dill, I got to tell you from all of us that carry the load, your involvement has meant way more than you will. The impact you have had on this organization and people across this country, you will never know, sir.
1: Well, from all of
0: us to you, thank you.
1: Thank you very much. And um, you know, there's, A couple things I do want to say real quick before my time is up. And I want to tell you the outpouring of love that came from two two quick stories. One, a guy in Tennessee the first year starts emptying his wallet out. And I don't know if you were there, Smitty, but it was $100 bills were coming out of the. He gave me $500 on the side of the road by the time we were done, 20s, 50s, hundreds. And then the other guy, was a guy named Sean McGee outside of Congress, New York, year two or three. Sure. Pouring down rain, and Sean comes out. We got the bus there. Sean comes out with some pizzas. Then he comes out, and he, hey, come to my house. I walk down the street to his house, another pouring down rain night, and he gives me a check. I put it in my pocket. I never opened it until the next day. It was a thousand bucks. And I'll never forget that as long as I live. And the other inspiration was this guy we met, I think year two or three was Jacob Schick, 22 kills. And uh, he's inspired us, I think to every day. And Matt and I and Debbie are on the phone every Tuesday at nine 30 planning, plotting, figuring out, you know, how do we make, (coughs) excuse me, how do we make this thing bet bigger, better, uh, you know, Good, better, best, never let the rest of the good is better and your better is best program. And I, I think Jacob was a, is an inspiration to us all. And uh, Todd, uh, thank you very much for having me on the call. And I'm, I'm here and I'll be quiet from here
0: on out. <laughs> oh, oh Dill, number, number one, I wouldn't ask you to promise something like that because you and I both know that is a tall order. <laughs> Number two, I wouldn't want you to be that quiet. So well, trust me, we're going to come back to you here in a minute, but man, I, I want to talk to you for a minute, Smitty. So, so, you know, you and I met, I believe, uh, also on the East coast relay first, and then we spent some time on the West coast, uh, if memory serves me correctly. And I know that, that you uh, got involved as a medic and it was just, it was Dil obviously told us a little bit of the story. Um, but what was it that inspired you to answer the call of, oh yeah, I'll go do that. I'll go get on a bus for 30 days, on and off the bus and walk all these miles and get all these blisters. And oh by the way, I'll take care of other people while it's out. What inspired you to do all this?
2: To be honest, Todd, I was tricked into it. The <laughs> when the when the position was told to us, it was You know, they need some paramedics. You're going to go and hang out on the RV because the first year it was an RV, not a bus. And then you'll go back to a hotel at night. You probably won't have to do anything. It'll be a pretty cakewalk. You get to see some country. They never mentioned anything about walking. And then we got out there (laughs) and it's like, how could you not? How could you not become involved? And I honestly have to say that Coleman was... A huge catalyst for that. Dill was a huge catalyst for that. You know, Dill has got probably one of the most incredible can-do attitudes, and Coleman, to me as a non-military person, really exemplifies what it means to be a military leader. And we um, we corresponded afterwards, and I actually ended up making Coleman a knife. I make knives in my spare time, and we argued a little bit about payment, and I said. There is no way because I just got the best leadership course I ever could have asked for, just being part of the the first national relay and working underneath him. From there on out, it was it was the fact that it carry the load to me really is a restoration in my faith in humanity. You know, there's a lot of negative out there. There's a lot of negative in the media. There's a lot of negative on social media. We hear that we can't get along. We can't come together. And every year on Carry the Load, I see that's not the case. I see, you know, people showing up from all walks of life, all religions, all colors, all races. And they're there to support and do the right thing. And that is what has kept me coming back every year.
0: So t- tell me what comes to mind when you. You know, you talked about Coleman a little bit. And by the way, you're not the first person that I heard say they got, they got tricked into this by somebody. It was probably Clint Bruce because he's the one that always kind of, you know, I <laughs> always hear that. But when you talked about Coleman Ruiz and you talked about the, um, uh, the impact that he had on you from a leadership standpoint. Is there anything in particular that sticks out? Any, any particular story that you just kind of
2: oh, fall back on? I've got two of them for you. The first, we were going into, I believe, Danville, Tennessee, and uh, there was media waiting. One of the very few times the first year that media came out to meet us. And we were parked uh, between a school and a daycare. And as we came up, the kids at the daycare all came running to the fence. Rather than go and focus on the media, Coleman got down on his knees. And I, I took a picture, I haven't yet, from the first year, he got down on his knees and talked to the kids and explained what we were doing because that, you know, that, that real face-to-face sharing was something that's important. The other thing that really stuck with me from the first year, and I've mentioned it on occasion is something Coleman said that, you know, all these families that have lost loved ones and, They struggle, but they get up every day and put one foot in front of the other. How can we not do the same? So when you have that walk that's miserable in the pouring rain, when you get hailed on, when you're tired and sore and would rather be on the bus, that thought reverberates in my head that, you know, these families get up and they put one foot in front of the other. How can I expect to do any less?
0: Oh, Smitty, that's awesome. I don't know if you can hear it. In the background, flying overhead, there was a, uh, a Blackhawk, uh, an Army Blackhawk helo uh, uh, going by and uh, those of you who don't know this, I'm actually in McAllen, Texas, uh, home to uh, one of our board members and, and great friends, John McKay. And as you'll see in the background, what I've got here is the uh, War Memorial. Uh, the Veterans War Memorial here in, in McAllen, Texas. And I'm going to use this as a great way to segue over to uh, to Matt real quick. Matt, you and I have uh, have gone through a few places like this. And what kind of, I mean, it's fitting that I'm doing this today from the road in, in McAllen, Texas. Matt, what, what kind of things does this make you think about in your uh, days on the national relay?
3: Uh, it just, it brings it all back. I mean, it's, you know, those type of memorials and, you know, the national cemeteries that we're able to visit, uh, that's that's where you feel the weight and the reason of why we do what we do. Um, there's been so many that have gone before us that have, you know, made the ultimate sacrifice like that memorial says right there behind you. And uh, I mean, it's the least that, you know, I can do having not served to do my best and try my hardest to carry on their legacy and honor the sacrifices that they and uh, their families have made.
0: And, you know, you, you, what you just said, I hadn't even really thought about that, but all three of y'all have no military service, but yet all three of you have had such an impact on this organization. And, and it's a, it's a great example of, you know, the, just the name itself, carry the load. The 1% carries the 99% in a lot of ways. And then carry the load is all about the 99% carrying the 1%. Matt, t- tell me how that's transformed you as a, as an individual.
3: Oh, it has a hundred percent. Um, you know, before carried load Memorial day and just, you know, sacrifice and service w- didn't have much meaning to me. Um, you know, but after being able to come out with load, just the first year itself and being able to, you know, hear so many stories and talk to somebody that have served, um, you know, I'm just, I'm humbled at, at, at who I am, what I'm able to do and what our country stands for. Um, you know, so many families have you know lost husbands fathers, sons. I mean, the list goes on and um, it's just truly amazing to be able to hear those stories of sacrifice and be able to, you know, do our part and carry them on. And, you know, one of the things I really struggled with my first year being a civilian was I I didn't really think what I was doing just being out on the relay was a huge deal, but being able to talk to Clint and Steven at the end of it and they're like, you have no idea how much you taking a month out of your day to, honor these people means to me and to all these families out here and that was kind of my way of service you know and that's i had never thought about it in those terms before
0: oh god i mean it's again the, the, the family and the community that is carry the load and, and the involvement that y'all have it's i mean it can't be put into words of thank you i mean i, I just because we can't say it enough you know you you talk to a a minute ago about the stories you hear out on the uh out on the relay is there anyone in particular that comes to mind that you think is worth sharing
3: yeah and funnily enough it it happened in Tennessee as well I didn't realize that Dale and Smitty were going to be sharing stories from there also but um it was my very first year so back in 2014 out on the relay um we were in between Chattanooga and Nashville and at that point we were just parked on the side of the road um And a gentleman drove by, Um, he was actually on the way to visit his son, um, who was buried in the local cemetery. And he saw the bus stop by and was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And so we told him, you know, why we were there, what we were doing. And I had the opportunity to walk with him, just myself and him for two hours um, to walk and talk. And we actually got to walk by the cemetery where his son was buried. Um, And like Smitty mentioned earlier, it just put things in perspective for me. I mean, here this man was who had lost his son um, three years ago. So his son died in 2011 and he still had a smile on his face. He still put one foot in front of the other and was able to live life. And it, it made my problems just melt away. Um, You know, so now I was able to talk with him and, you know, every year, whenever somebody asked me, I'm carrying, obviously the, the names have grown, but, you know, first Lieutenant Thomas Joseph Williams, Jr. will really be the first person that I ever carried, um, out on the relay and out as part of carry load. So, you know, it's just such a special story to myself and, you know, just one of countless that we all have that, you know, participate in carry load and out on the relay. You know, the way you said
0: that a minute ago,
3: Smitty, I loved it. It,
0: it restored your faith in humanity. Did I get that correct? Yes, sir. I mean, that's big. That's, that's, that is beyond impactful i mean it, it does it, i mean do you ever just like find yourself going okay well if nothing else i, I i'm going to draw back on these on these uh, stories that i experienced out on the relay as bad as things may be we're going to be okay
2: right so my perspective on that todd is i've been a paramedic for 23 years and as i've been pretty open to sharing i've seen a thousands of things that I wish I hadn't seen and smelled about 2000 that I wish I hadn't smelled. And it leaves, uh, it leaves a guy pretty cynical. Um, like all sacros sacrificial services, we deal with, uh, a form of PTSD. And in this case, it's more of a cumulative, but it, it makes a guy pretty cynical and carry the load helps me shed that cynicism and realize that there is so much good in our country, that I understand why this country is worth fighting for. God, I love
0: it, Smitty. I tell you what, you, you might have a, a future in speaking.
2: <laughs> One hopes not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Dill, I want to come back to you for a minute, sir. You, you know, you talked about. One of our good friends, uh, Jake Schick, and, and he's had an impact on, on a lot of us. Can you go a little deeper on that? What, what was it about your interaction with, with Jake that, that gave you uh, that inspiration?
1: Well, I think it was like this. The first time I met him, we were walking for him. And uh, it was year, I forget, year two or three. And we sh- I, I, I had to go over the George Washington Bridge. To be for t- live TV to get Jacob and all those guys the PR right, and okay. I got the hat on. <clears throat> I've got the flag, and I the gate was closed right. So I was like, I, I, I got to get over here. This is, I got to do this. So there's this guy with a, a car, shopping cart. You better not do that. And I jumped the bri- the gate. You're two Todd. Oh uh, yeah. The cops show up. Next you Now I got the flag, my hat, and they're I'm in the back of a cop car and they're going, <laughs> What do you think? You can't, you know. And I said, Hey, call rescue five. Rescue five is our clubhouse. And JoJo and all those guys, I said, I've go, I gotta get this flag to rescue five. Cause it's like, we got to move
0: on and we're going to be at good morning, America. And I'm doing this for you, the cops, right? And, yeah, and, and, and wait a minute, hold on. Cause I want to remind everybody, if you haven't seen the episode with Jojo, you got to go back and watch that. His story is pretty amazing. Oh, so yeah. you already knew Jojo at this point and you well, said, Hey, the
1: first year. Yeah. So I go, okay. Hey, so anyway, you know, I get in the car, they close the door and the guy, I go, Oh, now I'm arrested. Because once they close the door, you're arrested. And he calls up somebody and he gets back, you know, and then the radio, he comes back into the car. He goes, I don't know who the hell you are, but you better run across that bridge as fast as you can and don't look back. And I got the other side and there was a fire truck waiting for us to (laughs) escort us (laughs) down freaking Manhattan. And it's a true story. And that's how Carrie, in my opinion, that's what got Carrie load. really, the New York people embraced us because they knew we were doing it for them. And I think, you know, in, in the end of the day, Smitty says, it's like, and things were tough then, 2013, whatever. And I think that, you know, what, what we're creating and trying to create is to get love and all of us. To respect each other again, right? In the end of the day, I think Smitty said it so well. I agree with you, uh, Todd. He should be a speaker. It's like we need to love each other. That's what Carrie loads about, you know. Bring everyone together in times of need, and we've raised a, a lot of money, a, a, tens of millions now. Yes, and it's it's pretty cool to think about that. In the end of the day,
0: yes. So oh, okay, so so Dill, here's my question: How did you get guys like like Matt Fryman roped into this? I mean, did you did you make him do it for class? No, Matty Ice. Matty was a
1: baseball player at ABAC. And Susan and I work okay. with. We were. Dean's what, of what's what's ABAC? Tell everybody what ABAC is. ABAC is Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College. And it's part of the University of Georgia system. And I had been the entrepreneur in residence at UGA in Athens. And then when I, we sold our company, I wasn't allowed to do any marketing work. So my wife made me become, and she and I became the deans of a business school there. And Matt was one of our first students, you know. And uh, I, I, Matt, right? But I, I said, hey, yeah. hey, guys, this would be really fun. We're gonna go on a bus we're gonna pay you a thousand bucks for the month it's gonna you know it's gonna be great we had tons of beer and we'll have some cool times on this thing and I know you're not supposed to say that now and Debbie I'm sorry but <laughs> you know, we had we had a hell of a time right and we didn't drink
0: much beer or anything but it was it was amazing oh, but, but that's you know what you're oh well, I apologize folks I got some some stuff going on in the background. But, but what you're what you're talking about there it's not it's not having a beer for the sake of having a beer every time that that happened it was we're gonna toast I mean it's you know it, it's a, it, it's a way of, of saying to the community this individual is not forgotten and yes. you know and that's you know it is a very military uh, military like thing to do so
1: right the, the amount of military guys and gals that we carried those, that, that we continue to do is unbelievable. And um, I don't know how to say it any other way than, um, you know, we, we, we step off every two hours, the first couple, the first beginning of the relay for the first eight years, every two hours we stepped off and either walked or rode a bike constant 24 seven. And every time We would get on the, we would get the people that were there. It could be sometimes two, sometimes 202. And we would talk about carry the load and our mission. And then what we say, carry the load. And we had videos and we would step off and we would walk. And we never, ever, ever left anyone behind. And sometimes we had Smitty will tell you we had some old ladies, old men, they couldn't walk five miles. We literally a couple times carried them. Right well
3: because and, it, and it, I, I think that's friendly. what a lot of I think that's what a lot of people don't know is that we went twenty-four seven from all up until 2016 we went twenty-four seven as well. And then finally, you know, come 2017, we kind of just grew to where we kind of couldn't sustain it because we had to, you know, put so much time and energy into the the bigger crowds during the day. But those first, what, five or six years, it was a all-night, 24-7 thing, which, it, I mean, it was just phenomenal. And it, it was such a cool thing to experience. Yeah. That's,
0: that's I mean, a good but, point.
1: Yeah. Todd, people couldn't walk. We were at times, a uh, year two, was it, yeah, year two, Smitty, when we got to Dallas and my wife thought I was going to die? Year two,
2: year three, there were a couple. Yeah, it year two was <laughs> too so hard.
1: We didn't have the people to walk. Yeah. And it was, it was like, I'm telling you, you walk 20 miles at 100 degrees out, uh, you know, it, 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 and t- you know,
2: Todd, it, it was, it was brutal. It was. Oh, yes. An, was absolutely. But, uh, not everyone being able to walk has also been, has led to some wonderful interactions. Steve Hensley, who's one of the other paramedics that comes out. Yeah. Um, he is lightly notorious for finding that little kid that's out there with their little flag that knows they're out doing something, but they don't know what, and they're exhausted. That kid is a hundred percent going to end up on Steve Hensley's shoulders and get carried a couple miles with a smile on their face. And it's something I started doing as well. And it's a great way to just, that immediately puts you right beside their parent. And it's just a perfect way to strike up a conversation. And that's a huge part of what Carry the Load is. It's just that human interaction. Why are you out here? What are you doing? Who is important to you? Who are we carrying for you? And it's just been a great thing.
0: No, I, I I remember.
2: I'll kind of interject. One of the things that I remember,
0: Matt. I think this was a couple of years ago. You and I were in DC together, and you know we, we started talking about, hey, before we step off, you know, let's let's dedicate, let let's get everybody to talk about the people that they're carrying, why they're out there, and um, and I remember talking about. I wanted to pick somebody as close to D.C. as I could. And this was, we were on the uh, the Virginia side of the Potomac. And there was a young Marine tanker um, that I personally dedicated that leg to. And he was one of our storyboards. And I remember it always stood out to me because when you read through the storyboard, you realize that his youngest son was born two months after he was killed in action. And, you know, you were talking a minute ago, uh, Matt, about, about those people that are out there. And we are all talking about how important it is to, to, to walk for those folks. Well, actually, you said it best, Smitty. They can't – their loved one can't walk anymore, and they got to get up every day, and they got to put their feet on the floor and one in front of the other. And that's what I always think about. That story – of that kid's tank going off the side of a cliff and never being able to, to see his son born. And then I look back at you guys, no military service, but yet you served the military. And I, I can't say thank you enough to the impact that you guys have had to this point. And so with that being said, I want to talk about where we're going. So if I'm not mistaken... We're, we're going to do this thing in 2021, are we not? Absolutely. Matt, you're leading the show at this point. Dill has handed off the torch to you. Tell us about what's going on in 2021.
3: Yeah, we couldn't be more excited to be able to, um, you know, just get back out there on the road and be able to, you know, see all the the family and the friends that we've gone, that we started to develop over the years. So um, 2021, we're going to have all four of our related routes. So we were planning on opening up our mountain states route in 2020, but we kind of transitioned that to a virtual capacity last year. So we're uh, super excited to be able to be able to start in person in Minot, North Dakota, in addition to in uh, Seattle, West Point, New York, and Minneapolis. So, um, you know, I think it's just something that we all need, you know, collectively to be able to do is to be able to get out there, be together, you know, still stay safe, but, you know, do something together and in honor of, you know, those that deserve it. Um, you know, first responders and military all the same now more than ever, I mean, deserve our thanks and our support.
0: That's awesome. So, so we are stepping off the uh, in the Dakotas, that's our, we're, we're calling that our mountain states, correct?
3: Correct. Yep. Mountain states route. Okay.
0: So Smitty, are you going to be with
2: us again this year? I'm actually going to be leading the mountain states route. <laughs> did you see what I did there? <laughs> <Woo>! Yes, sir. <laughs> Beautiful transition. No, awesome. that'll be, it'll be fun to explore a new route with all the challenges that come with that. But I look forward to meeting a whole bunch of new people to start a relationship with as much as I'm going to miss some of the, the regulars from years past. That's awesome. That is
0: awesome. What about you, Dill? You going to make a special appearance anywhere along the route this year? No, no, no. I got a hall pass, pretty much, for the month of May. At,
1: at, at Matt and Debbie, I'm going to go right. Matt, I'm going from West Point the first week. West Point to D.C., and then uh, from there, we're going to figure out wherever they want me to go. And uh, I, I'm hoping to get. A friend of ours bought a, a Mercedes Sprinter, you know, little uh, house van thing. Smitty. Okay. And, and I, I've, I think I got it for the month of May. So I'll be driving <laughs> around all over the place. You know, running at the Smitty and everybody. But I've got a haul pass uh, for the month. I, my wife always said we've been married for 22 years. She said, but really, for 10 for 10 years, we basically married eleven months a year. The month of May, I was on. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. I, Todd, I I hope to see you. Um, I, I, I hope, I hope you, so too. You know, as you have to be an old man at seventy, you gotta. I guess I gotta. Behave, you know, kind of be careful is what,
0: what my my wife says, right? Well, yeah, be careful, but uh, hey, be adventurous at the same time, right? Yeah. So I, I want to kind of take this, uh, start to take this out a little bit. And, and I want to talk about the impact that, that you feel that this has had, not just on you, but maybe your families, maybe people that are very close to you. How have you seen, and Dill, let's start with you. How have you seen this grow inside of your family? Not just how it's helped you grow as a person but what's the impact that it's had around uh, around your house?
1: Wow. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we have six children and, uh, one's become a Navy seal since this has happened. Um, if he doesn't everyone, I'm, I'm not going to tell you who he is, which one, cause he doesn't want anyone to know, but, uh, it's, uh, we have a daughter that Hadley who the first couple years walked like a crazy person, Matt, remember? And she's living in Bali. She left home. She's in Indonesia by herself, being a, a, a digital nomad. Um, yeah. I don't want to tell you, my grandsons have both walked a, a, a bunch. Um, and, and we always call it, when, we, when we're going somewhere, I, they go, Papa Dill. Do not call it a military operation anymore, because that's what we call it. <laughs> Hey, get off your butts, boys. We're getting up at 5 a.m. We're driving up to Atlanta. We're going to walk. You know, but um, it's had a, a huge influence on so many people in Lake Placid, Stuart Helmsley, some of my best, best, best friends in the world, uh, the, the Greenwich housewives that three of their uh, husbands were killed. 9/11, and they come every year down to New York. Um, we call them the Greenwich Housewives. Uh, yeah, it's 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 unbelievable the impact. And my wife Susan, uh, Matt knows Susan and, and Smiley or Smiley, uh, Smitty knows Susu. Um, we believe in this, and we believe in the, in the notion of make a positive difference in people's lives. And this program has done that immensely across all of our family, all of our you know, uh, students. We work with the University of Georgia, uh, top 75 athletes today called the Georgia Lead Program. Every one of them knows about carry the load. I mean, it's like, this is our life. This is really, really important. And uh, I think that's, I, I don't know, I, I sound sort of... Cool. I,
0: I love what you said, though. You're talking about the impact that this has had on you. And I, I tried to talk about, you know, kind of the, some of the things you've done that, that really give you the credibility to, to, to do what you did with us. And yet you just brush those aside. Uh, and it reminds me of, you know, I, th- I think it was Lee Marvin. You know, uh, Lee Marvin was a uh, United States Marine. And for all the acting accolades and accomplishments, there in Arlington National Cemetery, his tombstone simply reads "Lee Marvin, PFC, United States Marine Corps." And you know, I, I so I I love what you're saying that the impact that this has had on you—that's what you want to be remembered for. And man, it just speaks to your, your humility. And, Dill, I love you, man. You're, you're, you're great people. Thank you, Todd. I love you guys, and I would, you know,
1: I'm on the team. I you know, know you are. When, you're never getting off. Tell me what <laughs> I. Yeah, as Smitty knows, tell me where I'm supposed to throw the knife, Smitty.
2: <laughs> Don't throw the <laughs> knife, Dill.
0: Smitty, how's this impacted uh, your world? Uh, no. not just you, but others
2: associated with you. So I'll answer that in two facets, Todd, if that's okay. Um, I had with the Midwest relay starting two years ago, it actually gave my family an incredible opportunity because one of the exchange points was a quarter mile from my house. So I had uh, my wife in-laws, my mom and uh, her husband. And every one of them got to see firsthand what, what carry the load means. And they'd heard me talk about it for years, but being able to give more people that firsthand experience. And we, I had coworkers that came out and walked. Um, We even hop or I even got out of line and drove one of our ambulances for a little bit. So the guys in the ambulance could get out and walk a couple blocks with us. And it's, it's being able to share that firsthand experience and get people involved and see their excitement and, the realization that, you know, this is a powerful, it's a powerful organization just in bringing everybody together. That has been a huge impact beyond just me. Now, selfishly more on me, this has expanded my family exponentially. I've got my blood family, but I've also got my carry the load family. I have met friends that I never would have met had not for carry the load. I have, uh, we've got the Georgia contingent, uh, some of the ABAC students over the years that still come up to Wisconsin and visit on occasion. Um, I have a friend in Dallas, a couple friends in Dallas that I stay in touch with regularly. And if you'll permit me three minutes, I'll tell you a neat story. Please. Um, so uh, Steve Hensley is one of our other medics and a good friend of mine. Uh, after the first year of the West coast relay, he was telling me about, um, a family that he'd walked with a brother and sister, uh, the Schneiders, um, Jeff is, um, uh, Marine and his sister, and I can't think of her name for the life of me. Talk about blanking in live TV, but, uh, was, um, Navy and she refused to go to her Navy promotion ceremony because Jeff couldn't be there to pin her new rank on. Instead, they uh, they did carry the load with Steve. And Steve had wow. told me how neat they were. Fast forward a year, we're pulling out of Richardson fire in Texas and this little Toyota pickup comes screaming in with a guy hanging out the window going, Don't you move. We're going to walk with you. And we walked and talked, and it turns out it's Jeff. And we had an incredible walk, great talk. And at part of that, I said, you know, I was really excited because being a northern guy, Chick-fil-A is not even on my radar until I did carry the load. And we were going to end at Walmart, and there's a Chick-fil-A right there. I hadn't had Chick-fil-A the whole relay. I was really excited. And he popped my bubble and said, you know, it's Sunday, right? <laughs> no. Fast forward a year, Jeff shows up again at Addison Fire with Chick Fil A he had bought the night before and warmed up that morning so I could have Chick Fil A on a Sunday. Oh man! And we just kind of connect in Dallas every year. Last year, or the, I guess it would have been 2019, we connected, and after walking, we ended up at the Ice House as. You're want to do on occasion but I think for the four hours we sat there we maybe had one beer but we just sat and talked and caught up and you know here's someone I never would have met if not for carry the load but he is for sure one of my brothers
0: well it's funny you say that because Jeff is going to be on the program uh I think this date next month one of one of just the all-time great individuals and uh uh, if I know him, he's probably watching right now, so I'm sure he appreciates the shout-out. Wow. So, well, I tell you what, Matt, why don't you kind of take us home and and tell us about, the, you know, the same thing. How has this uh, impacted beyond just you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, we hear so much through Careload is it's just infectious, and what starts with just one individual, then, you know, you bring your family member, and the same has kind of just gone through minds where – you know, my wife and my parents, they'll fly out to Dallas every year now to celebrate Memorial Day with carried load. Um, And it's even stretched to the point to where my wife's cousin and her parents now want to come. And it's just such a unique thing to be able to see um, just such a special and, you know, family and organic event. Um, So that's been really cool to see. And then, you know, really the second thing. So my dad served in the Air Force um, and never left stateside. He just kind of was more on the admin side of things. Um, But growing up, never really even knew that he was in the military just wasn't discussed and i think that's you know not unusual for a lot of cases um and a little peek behind the curtain for the relay so whenever we open a new route i have to go test drive it just to you know lay my eyes on it and see what's what and so my dad was stationed out in amarillo and san antonio and stuff like that well our mountain states goes through amarillo and again i'm in the car for like a week straight by myself doing this and so i gave him a call and just was telling where I was at, and I was on the way from Amarillo to Oklahoma, I think it was. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I know where you're at." He was like, "I was stationed there," and he just got to tell me about, you know, a little bit more about what he did while he was in the service. Um, you know, he checked people back in as they were coming from overseas, and I mean, he just mentioned the impact that had on them. You know, the the loss that they saw, and um, you know, it was just such a brief conversation, such a r- random almost, but it's so memorable for me because, you know carried a load without it, it wouldn't have given me that conversation with him and, you know, kind of opened that door back up into that part of his life that I've never really known anything about. So, um, like I said, it's just such a unique organization and a a special event that, you know, has something for everyone, whether it's civilian, military, first responders, it's, I think it's the coolest thing I've ever seen just to where we can all come together and be there for, you know, one reason and be a positive one too at that.
0: Like Smitty said, it kind of restores your faith in humanity. Well, gentlemen, we uh, we are at that point. I could talk with you guys all night, and I look forward to that opportunity to do it again in person because uh you guys know you didn't serve, but yet you serve, and you're just all great Americans. We're all better knowing you, and we're all better for having you as part of this team. So what I want to what I want to do now is just kind of sign off and I want to I want to thank these uh, these men to all of you in america because when they come through your town you need to jump out there and join them it is uh, it is one of the neatest experiences that you'll ever have as they just discussed so until next time I'm always going to remind you always 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 have a good answer to this question who are you carrying